Two Jack Bros. Two Jack Bros. Welcome back to Two Jack Bros. And if it is your first time, welcome to you too. And thank you for giving us a shot. I am Sydney. I am sitting next to world champion hmm. Ansley. Hello. And today our guest is none other than the Manny Brown. Hello. Thanks for having me. Dude, thank you for coming again. Thank you for being on time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, you set a time and I try to, I try to be, you know, <laughs> I was still four yeah. minutes late, you know? Yeah. 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 And then we were 44 minutes late. It's all good. This is your house. You, yeah. you, you come whenever you want to come. I'm like, <laughs> I trust me. If I did the reverse, I'd be late in my own house. Trust okay. me. Yeah. We'll hold no judgment that. at all. Cause so far everything that you have claimed, <laughs> <laughs> he, he came to our house late Ansley said, please, let me pay you for this lateness with pizza. Manny said, I don't ever decline a pizza. And as soon as she handed him a pizza, it was like, I'm, Manny was like, I'm full. <laughs> you mind, you it's like you've been in our house for an hour. Like. Yeah, you, come on, you've been working with an appetite waiting all this time. Man. Come on. I ate right before I came. I, I did eat literally right before I came. And I, I felt bad. Like this is, It was your children's food. I let them eat first. If they don't eat it all. Yeah. So I believe you're a very timely person all the time. That's what I'm going to believe. Okay. <laughs> no. So, uh, Manny, do you know how this podcast works? Uh, I actually do. Okay. Yeah. Did you want to explain it? You can explain it if you want to. I probably could at this point. It's it's embarrassing yeah. how many episodes I've listened to. <laughs> really. Not to us. Yeah. yeah. Not embarrassing at all. That's actually what we're going for. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I love the. I think it's a great idea. Okay. I really do. Well, I'm yeah. not going to put you under that pressure. The premise of this podcast is to prove that you can have any type of sense of humor, dark or otherwise, and still reach a higher consciousness or enlightenment, as you will. And what we do on this podcast is we take our guest, who today is you, Manny Brown. Through the process of enlightenment so that our listeners and Ansley and me can laugh our way to a higher consciousness without doing all the hard work that you're about to do. All right. That sounds that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> That's. Uh, I'm so ready. ready for this. <laughs> so, I, yeah. <laughs> well, as you already know, everybody gets the same questions. Ansley. Yeah. Take it away. Manny, what situation or event did you learn the most information from? Uh, most information from, um, it's like, I know the questions are coming, but I'm still like, uh, I don't know. I'm still <laughs> yeah. nervous. Well, we um, disarm you with our lightness. That's kind of what we, that's how we, do. I, I appreciate yeah. that. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty nervous right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> we know how to subvert anybody's pre-planned, you know, yeah, answers yeah, with yeah. lateness and I, awkwardness in our house. I tried not to think about it today because I was like, I don't want to be that guy who like writes it down beforehand. I was like, okay, I know what I generally have a sense of what the questions are, but I'm not gonna like plan it. Like, yeah. I want to just not keep it out of my head and then kind of just see what happens. We appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, with that said, I'll probably go with stuff I've been thinking about. But <laughs> um, no, I'm sorry. The first question was what I learned the mo what situation did I learn the most from? Yes. Um, I. I think um, when I was in college, I sold Cutco knives um, and I did pretty well at selling them. And then they gave me an opportunity to be a, man a branch manager of one of their offices uh, for like a summer. Yeah. And uh, so I like ran that office and I just failed miserably. I was very bad at managing people. I could do the sales part, but I was like just a horrible manager. I'm just bad at administrative stuff. And like, we didn't do well, uh, at all. And I think I just learned like 
a whole lot about like what I'm not good at. And, um, <laughs> and also not, ev- you shouldn't say yes to every opportunity just yeah. because someone says, Hey, this is, this is a promotion. I was like, Oh great. This sounds, well, I should have just sold things. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I should have just, I like sales. I, you know, I, I still like sales a lot. Like I feel like, um, I use some of my like sales ability when it comes to like comedy. I just love talking to people and like selling people on something or an idea and, so I think that was kind of where I should have just kept my energy. But I am glad for the experience because I learned a lot because I learned kind of just, you know, how bad I am at certain things. And you can't really get good at things or, or get competent at things until you learn how shitty you are at them. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I learned a lot that okay. year. Okay, so I, I I believe you learned a lot because I know a little bit about the Cutco knife industry. You know, okay. what I, mean? yeah, I did. Yeah. I did an interview. I did a group interview yeah. for Cutco knives. So I, I'm very aware that Cutco knives is basically the Ponzi schemes of knives. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's so. Do you you want to explain how it works? Yeah, I mean, if I can remember. So, or like, Ansley, do you want to guess how it works? Well, no, I just watched. Uh, it's like a mid. Is it called mid level marketing? Yeah. Uh, companies. So is this that like a documentary like, on Netflix. Well, or there's, so Lularoe is um, like the a lady's equivalent to there where they were selling leggings. And so this lady sold leggings and she like sold a ton of them. And so then she started selling the leggings to other ladies to sell the leggings and it was going really, really well. But then they started the money that people were making wasn't from the legging sales. It was from bonuses to get people on their team Mm. to continue selling the leggings. So you have to continue to sign people up. So only like the top, you know, five to 10% of people make any money and they make a lot of money, but everybody else is just constantly losing money because they're spending their money to buy the product. And then they have this like huge mass of product that they haven't sold. And so they're in debt to the company. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that cut those knives? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess kind if it can get out of hand, it, like, it, it, yeah, it could. So the, the, the fundamental, the base level of the pyramid was what he was good at. Yeah. Selling the knives. Yeah. Because. But do you have to buy your knives? You do have to buy knives. So you, they're like, they, when I bought them, they were $140. Oh, see, they, they had people buying like $10,000. Yeah. See, that's the, that's the time where I'm like, ah, it didn't cost. I mean, it wasn't like that. I mean, for a college kid, it might be a lot, but a lot of times like it was, you know, middle class, upper middle class kids. So they're, I mean, 140 for them was like not that big of a deal. And then I think you could give it back two or something i think in the program you were able to like give it back yeah. but i ended up making much more money than that so for me it was great yeah um, and you're selling knives door to door so yeah. it's Which yeah is, well they I mean, always you, say you build, it's you not re- technically refer, door to door could you build referrals <laughs> you get referrals, you build referrals yeah yet even if you have referrals you're still showing up to like a one slightly one person removed stranger Yes. With with the yes. box, with of, the knives. box <laughs> of knives, yeah, yeah. Like, I would yeah. be comfortable yeah. with it's, that. Yeah, Hello. yeah. It was kind of wild. I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, 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 so. yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, like, luckily, my mom had a bunch of friends. Um, uh. She was just like that PTA mom. She was in like the booster mm. club, so she just knew everybody. So, like, not only did I live in like a a pretty nice neighborhood, but then she also knew a bunch of people. So, like. I had a good base to start yeah. with. But then also, I think I, because I was very shy before I did it, and I think I started to learn how to talk to people through it, so I was building my confidence. And then by the time I was getting to, like, people who were removed and strangers, like, I was actually pretty decent at it. So then I could, like, 
sell things at that point and then I kept getting referrals and stuff like that so um hmm. yeah it was it was a, it was a really fun experience but I mean I was also privileged in a lot of ways that the people we knew could afford them and also my mom had a, a shitload of friends so what it's not one of those things where it's like oh yeah anyone can do it no matter what like now like as I've gotten older I realize like how privileged I was to yeah. be able to do it but it still taught me a lot about like sales and rejection and like all yeah, that stuff sure. that's funny to me because like that's an interesting way that you learn to build up your social confidence by talking to your mom's friends. Yeah. Right. Because I feel like that's, that's actually a phase of maturity that a lot of kids go through. Like you, the way you're able to interact with your parents, friends helps you build confidence with like talking to adults and like mm-hmm. feeling comfortable about that. But I feel like, like you're, you're, you're doing it by being in this like professional setting of like selling them knives and probably doing a really cool demonstration and like cutting the pennies and yeah, shit. Yeah, you cut that penny, cut rope. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I bought rope, fucking yeah. scissors, knives. <laughs> yeah, just this like black kid running around with knives. With a and the, yeah, serial was, killer travel kit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it was crazy. But they yeah. let me in. And it was also cool because like on the surface, we had nothing in common. A lot of times, you know, I was a, I was like a twenty year old black kid, um, you know, voting uh, voted for Obama and like you know very democratic. But then I would go to like a conservative white woman's house or whatever, and she probably voted for McCain. It was just interesting to like you realized for me it was like oh once you meet people we're all it's as cheesy as it sounds like you know like it was a cool way to kind of just see even though. On the surface, we're very different. Like, I feel like... Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that is one thing that brings all people together. Watching a penny get cut with a knife. It's dope. No matter who you are, no matter who you voted for, that's a fucking dope thing to watch. And then slice a tomato with, like... And, like, so thin you can look through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Come on. That penny... Just cut a penny. Yeah. Does this all come in a briefcase? Like... There was, like, a blue... Leathery pleather briefcase thing that we nice. had. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was good stuff. Big time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. All right. So, if you had to distill in like a sentence or two what it is that you learned from that experience, what would it be? Um, that I'm very bad at administrative things. Um, but you're, you need to kind of fail to ultimately learn yeah <laughs> I, I guess it's a simple concept but yeah it, I learned so much like it was at the time it felt like oh my gosh like I, I was I was on I was riding high I was making all this money like the summer before I was getting awards and shit and now they want me to be a manager and now I'm a manager and I'm terrible at it I'm like losing money and you know like if like Sydney would come up to an interview you'd definitely not come back you know I would yeah. I'm sure if I did the interview like this guy this is a fucking scam and yeah. that's um, how you made your money by getting people to sign yeah, up yeah and I had to point. get people and then I was relying on other people to sell as opposed to just relying on whatever I'm doing to sell and I was like yo this is not that's it. How, that's mid-market. Yeah. Yeah. Mid, yeah. Mid-level marketing. Right. Yeah. right? Yeah. I was so at that's the, where it comes Yeah, in. I was kind of like gotcha. at the yeah. top, but I just wanted to be at the bottom, but like <laughs> being one of yeah. the top people at the bottom, make, making yeah. all this money. Um, and, they, and they need you desperate, right? Because now he's not selling what is guaranteed money. Right. And he has to, you know, he's... he's I got to recruit people. Recruiting yeah. people. Yeah. And now he has to recruit with like a nonstop fervor. Yeah. Because that's the only way he can get paid. Yeah. But I will say like when I so we would recruit enough people and like we would have like percentages. So like let's say you interviewed like 100 people. We would expect and we would 
like give them the job like 100 people we say like you have the job we would expect like maybe 30 percent to show up so we literally have these numbers like okay 30 percent are probably going to show up and then hopefully like 30 people show up to the training yeah and then i would do the like a two-day training and like we would expect certain people to drop off each day and you had a percentage of how many people would actually launch but i will say like when i did the training i think that's part of where I started to develop like a love for stand up a little bit. I always well I always love stand up, but like that was the first time I had like a consistent stage, so to yeah, speak, where yeah. I could like an audience. I had a set, you yeah. know, and so yeah. I could make people laugh during that and you know, also even with the customers like when I was selling, I would you know, I would have the same um I guess presentation, but you would tailor it to like different people and you would do this joke differently this time. Like it felt very yeah. similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's had you that, had you had many jobs before selling knives? No, the only job I had was working at Chick Fil A in high school. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Well, again, um, we're gonna we're gonna move on in a second, but yes. I am blown away at the roundabout way because I, I feel like a lot of comedians learn that they were funny from making their mom's friends laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah, 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 it's such a roundabout way that you did that. <laughs> it's like so crazy to me. But I'm glad you went through that. That's cool. That's a cool. That's, that's the only way to develop as a stand-up comedian. You gotta make gotta those. Make, mo- if you can't make them laugh, you're dead. Yeah, Don't your even. You're not friends? gonna. You can't make them laugh. Yeah. Yeah. That was crushing with my mom's friends. <laughs> and I was getting paid. It was great. Nice. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So from now on, we're gonna basically be opening up your chakras. From the bottom chakra up, as you know, the bottom chakra is located in your butthole. Are you okay with that chakra being open? Let's let's open it up. All right, let's do it. That is consent. <laughs> All right, Manny, how did you learn to overcome fear? Uh, just by doing things that scared me, I think, you know, and uh, realizing that, um, like, every time I've been afraid of something and I've done something, I've always survived it. So I was like, oh, okay, well... You know, even though I'm still going to be f- afraid of other things, whatever they may be, you know, I have a pretty good track record. I'll most likely survive this thing. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think people realize how dangerous it is going to another person's house with a box of knives. <laughs> 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 you know? Yeah. Because like for yeah. me, it's like, yeah, that's really cool. I, I appreciate this knife presentation. But do you mind if while you're doing your presentation, I just have my gun on my lap? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no one did that, by the way, yeah. which is surprising because yeah. we were in a place where people had a lot of guns. Like yeah. this was in I was in Virginia at the time. So they were just under the coffee. They, I didn't yeah. see them. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't see them. They were definitely like Manny showed up to the house and already escalated it to knives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So what type of things then uh, do you do you do to like overcome that? For Like what are uh I, I would usually ask somebody around here, like, do you remember a time when you were the most scared? Um, uh, yes, yeah. I do. Well, okay. well, <laughs> I, I've heard so many episodes and I'm like, man, this is not that scary. But um, it's, it's, rel- it's all relative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's been a few times, but like one thing I was thinking of, like kind of recently, I think it was during the pandemic. So like I used to have a fear of mice, um, like growing up i remember like it started when i was a child like i remember i was just like playing with my toys and a mouse just ran over like like as i was playing like a mouse ran over my toys and i freaked the fuck out i was Mm -hmm. like four or five and then from that moment and whatever for whatever reason the memory i had of that mouse a mouse was huge (laughs) like it was like like a, a cat like in my mind i just remember like run i was terrified and so i just kept that fear like my whole life of mice like into like adulthood 
And then um, we started getting mice in our basement, like as an adult. And that was one of my biggest fears was like, oh, fuck. Because like once I'm like an adult and I have my own house, I got to be the, the person who deals with that shit. And mm. I know that's so embarrassing because it's like, dude, it's just a mouse. But I'm like, nah, I know one day I'm going to be like the adult who has to deal with that. And sure enough, it started happening. We started getting mice and I could like see him out of the corner of my eye. And I would would do work down there in the basement. As soon as I saw that shit, I like took my work up to the <laughs> to the fucking kitchen. I'm like, ah, uh, we got and we called the exterminator, and they put, um, you know, whatever that stuff is where it, like if a mouse cheese the glue traps. yeah they put down cheese. The mouse lives there with us now. Um, yeah, so I learned to accept them, and they yeah they live with us. We have seven of them, um, but uh, they put this stuff down where like if the mouse eats something in there. Then the mouse will leave the trap or whatever, and then it will go off and probably die. So the it's supposed to eat it, leave, and then die outside. Mm-hmm. He's like, sometimes it will die in your house, but that's super, super rare. And of course, it died in our house. Mm. So <laughs> my wife was getting something like in the basement, and uh, she saw the mouse. She hates mice, too. She's more scared probably than I am. So... Um, she saw it and was like, fuck. She got really like, scared. You kick and it she back te- and forth she towards me, each yeah. other. Like, <laughs> she just like you know it. something and shut the door. <laughs> and then texted me immediately. I was like, we've got a mouse. you got to get rid of it. And I was like, I was driving somewhere. It was, it was Labor Day weekend. And I was like getting something at the store. And I was like, fuck. And I knew I had to do it. This was my moment. Now yeah. I got to pick up a dead mouse somehow <laughs> and, and figure this out. And I remember like the mouse was on the other side of the door. Like it was in our like storage <laughs> space. And I was like, shit, I really got to like, I got to do this. And it took me a while to like open the door. Because like in my mind, a mouse is so much bigger than like it's from what I remember as like a yeah. four year old. So I'm like, man. And I was just like freaking out. But eventually I opened the door like an hour later and it was like the smallest thing. I was like, holy shit. I didn't realize they were that. These are that yeah. small. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, I thought it was like a good like lesson because I was like that. This is fear. This is what anything is where you're just like you build stuff up in your head. And a lot of times if you don't face it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then when you open that door and you see it, you're like, that's what I was yeah, afraid of the whole like time. Like the mouse like, shadow on yeah. the wall is like your size. Right. And then yeah. you're like, oh wait. It's, <laughs> like this yeah. little, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it was just something about mice. Because like we have birds that will um, like keep hitting our window. Like we're, we live in new construction. And like, so we have like glass windows. for So for a while, birds didn't realize that there was like something there. So they would hit it. And some of them would die. So we would have like dead birds like like just outside of our um, house for like the first like few months. And so I would, I mean, I didn't like picking those. Like I didn't pick them with my hand. I would get like cardboard or some shit and like throw it in the uh, woods. But I didn't like doing that. But like I wasn't scared of it the same way I have like a mouse. But then I'm like, the mouse is smaller than the bird. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, I'm <clears throat> uh, sorry, man. I just talked to Nancy for a second. Uh, I'm starting to worry that Manny might be the bad guy in a Disney cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't let him know I think that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm killing keep mice that in and mind. birds and yeah. The cutest woodland creatures. <laughs> they all die in my house, yeah. <laughs> Does walk around with a blue case of knives. Yeah. It started as a fear. <laughs> now I just kill them yeah. for sport. Yeah, they just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, give us another fear shot or not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That was weird. Are you no longer afraid of mice? Um, 
If one just came in here, I wouldn't love it. I wouldn't okay. love it. Um, <laughs> I still don't want them in my house. Um, there's something about just like you're just chilling and then you see something like that's not supposed to be living in your house. That's kind of just big and yeah. just so that kind of freaks me out, but not as much. Like I, the fear has gone down by a lot. Now I know yeah. what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Before it was this made up thing in my head. I think that's what uh, ghosts were. Like back oh, yeah? in the day, I think they were just mice. Like people were just <laughs> I, yeah, probably. What the fuck was that? Was that a ghost? <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not afraid of ghosts. I don't. I don't know if I don't really believe in ghosts, but. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. You sorry. said it. I don't oh, know. Do you guys believe in ghosts? I'm sorry. I don't know. No, okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I mean, <laughs> we're just living. You know what I mean? I didn't mean to. I'm not. I'm not very confident making claims one way or another. I don't know. I'm not saying I know. I'm agnostic. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They yeah. could be real. That's yeah. right. One's going to kill me tonight. Yeah. Are you talking shit about me? Yeah. Also, a lot of the stuff you said you claim about yourself so far hasn't been true. So he's probably terrified of ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if one, if yeah. one came. I just, I'm not afraid because I just don't really believe in them. But if one came in here, I'm not, I'm not going to, yeah. jumping out that window. Yeah, you walk you that know. back. Yeah, you walk yeah, that yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Fear chakra unlocked, for sure. And if they keep moving. All right, Manny, this is a segment we like to call my bad. It's an opportunity for you to apologize to a person, place, or thing in order to set your karma back to neutral. All right. Um... We just got done doing Manny's Patreon episode, and it was so much fun. I mean, Manny, did you have a good time? I had a great time. Yeah, dude, your answers were amazing. I'm so glad you did it. One dollar gets you all of our exclusive content on our Patreon. So come on in for not only the counter to this podcast, which we call Two Jack Pros After Dark, but also some fight commentary and analysis that we do on Ansley's jiu-jitsu matches. And I know the camera's out for this, but Ansley sure as hell just yawned. With the camera's out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, guys, check out Manny's comedy show, uh, Next in Line Comedy. They do comedy shows all over Philly. They always have thick, amazing audiences and really great comedians. Check it out. Really bringing comedy, like bringing showcase comedy to the Philadelphia comedy scene in a very professional way. Nice. Check him out. Also, check out his podcast. You'll be all right. <laughs> You'll be all right. You'll be all right. And uh, that's U spelled like grammatically correct, B spelled gra- grammatically correct, and I spelled the way I ate spelled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So now we're going to get back into this episode and find out who or what Manny has to apologize to. I'm trying to think. I apologize. Um, I don't have to say this person's name, right? No. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, like. In, so about 10 years ago or so in law school, I remember, and I'm not going to say this person's name, but there was, there was a, we had a classmate who he, I think we later found out he was gay, but at the time he was like, he was presenting himself as straight, but like there were rumors that he wasn't, but he was still like present himself as if it was like kind of an interesting situation. But I just remember like sometimes like, if it was just like the guys, including this guy around, like, you know, we would say stuff that wasn't like super, uh, uh, super welcoming, I guess. Um, and, uh, looking back was like kind of homophobic and like, Oh, well you're cool because you know, you're cool with this. But we kind of also kind of knew like maybe this guy isn't straight. So it's like, I just remember that. And I was like, man, that was kind of dumb. And I was such a dumb, you know, I had some, I was such a dumb person. Um, back then and just said like dumb things and like 
or, or even if I didn't say it, I didn't like, I just was like laugh or agree with it or whatever. But I was like, ah, looking back, I'm like, that was, that was fucked up. So would you guys not speak as homophobically when he wasn't around? Like, were you, were you, were you ramping it up around him to like, like poke at him a little bit? Um, I don't think so. I think it was just, <laughs> or you're like, I don't think that's what the group was doing. That is what I was doing. I was 100% <laughs> doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think it was that. I just remember, like, I remember one incident specifically where, like, I felt like we could have been, we did, like, it was just, we were saying some dumb shit and it was yeah. like, it's unnecessary. And also, we're not, this guy has not said that he's gay. Yeah. And he's still presenting, he's not saying either way, he's kind of presenting as if he's straight, but probably just because he doesn't feel comfortable coming out because we're <laughs> fucking idiots. Like, yeah. so I get why you're not. You guys are keeping him in the closet. You know, and he wouldn't, yeah, yeah, he wouldn't say he is. And, and we were like. You guys are like holding the door of the closet with your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, but like, yeah, looking back, I was like, yeah, that was, that was really ignorant. But I was like. I was pretty ignorant about now, stuff like that. Of course, like I don't, I don't I'm not going to ask you to repeat some of the things that you said in this yeah. particular incident. But what precipitated the incident? Like, what happened that made you guys start saying the stuff you said? Um, I just remember one time, um, and it wasn't anything like crazy, but like um, it was me and another student, and he was at the table, and like there's maybe another female there. And at some point we're like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we both like girls and like we both dapped each other up, but it was like meant to be funny. And but it was like <laughs> it was just like and he kind of was just like, y'all niggas are wild. Like he just was yeah. like he did. He was just like, y'all, y'all are stupid. But also it's like he was kind of like, man, you guys are so ignorant. Like, fuck you guys. Like, this is why I can't come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so you, you guys were just like anytime he was around, just like. Hold him to the idea that he loved pussy. Hold him to that idea. Yeah, or like just like hold him to his straightness. Like I mean, because I'm, I'm, I'm we didn't hold him to his straightness. We didn't. So you guys, so uh, just this situation, the uh, he is gay now, right? Um, I don't know. If Still he don't know. Officially, huh? yeah, I don't know if he's officially come out. <laughs> Let's just say he's gay. Okay, uh, it's, it's 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty safe, right? Yeah, he, I mean, he, if he came out with me, I'd be like, that's great. But yeah, you know. So he was at the table. A girl was at a table. And then you and another homeboy showed mm -hmm. up. Yeah. And you just start like. So we were talking about something, but I remember the line was, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we both like girls. And then we just like dapped each other up. I don't remember how that happened, but I remember the girl got mad at mm. us afterwards. Because it was like. And whatever. she was like, you guys know, you know, why would you say that? That's yeah. so ignorant. Like, you know, like she got really <laughs> like, mad. And I remember you, the time. You guys was, know we all don't know. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> she, she didn't say it in front of him. She like waited. Like, hold on. <laughs> Can I speak to you outside? <laughs> we don't do that. Um, yeah. yeah, he could like hear us. He's like, okay. I, get, I, I think I get You know I what I mean? Get, it's, yeah, like, I we, it's hard to explain, but I just remember feeling like, and, and he and I are cool. Like yeah. we've since spoken since and like we've since uh, hung out since and we're yeah. cool because in whatever way it happened that the line that was said was said at his expense yeah i felt like it was really insensitive and just ignorant yeah to him and it's and it's probably the reason why he was like yeah i just don't feel comfortable being my full self yeah and perhaps he's bi i don't know but i i think you know in full disclosure yeah uh when i asked what precipitated the things that you and your friend said I was hoping you were going to tell a story of him doing something really gay. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> that was not what happened. Actually, yeah. we were acting way gayer than he was. Yeah. He was yeah, yeah. We were the yeah. gay ones in that situation, for sure. Yeah. Maybe he's like, uh, he's more of like a gay carrier. 
A gay like, carrier? Yeah, like when he is around, like he makes people around him gay. start acting gay. Maybe so. <laughs> I don't know. It might have been true. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, maybe he thinks we're gay. Maybe he's telling another person on a podcast, yeah, there's this guy named Manny. Pretty sure he's gay. And uh, I said some things around him. I, I'm just saying in law school, him and this one guy would always be like, we love girls. Like, who says that? Like, no, you don't. That's <laughs> clearly you don't. They're gay as shit. Yeah. yeah. It maybe it might, he might be doing that right now. Again, he's never officially like said, hi, I'm gay. But it's, uh, yeah. you know. Okay. Anyway, I just was like, I always thought that was like, I always was embarrassed by that. And was like, man, that's fucked up. That's a good apology. Yeah. 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 How do you feel getting that off your chest? Good. Yeah. Good. I hope he never watches this. So that's he might. I, I hope know. he does because I want everybody to listen or watch. No, I do. Person. <laughs> Just accept that one. Accept that one person. <laughs> I didn't say his name, but he would yeah. definitely be like, "You're talking about me." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> the nerve! Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't know how he talks. He didn't act like that. At yeah. All. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You brought him up, and I started acting gay. Yeah. See, yeah. he is a gay character. Yeah. You Oh, now you have to give him the apology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, pelvis chakra unlocked. Ace, keep moving. All right. Manny, how do you move past disappointment in yourself or in loved ones? <clears throat> Gut chakra, by the way. Okay, cool. Um, see, I forgot about that quite. Like, I knew it, but I wasn't anticipating it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, I try... Like if people, if I'm disappointed in other people, I try to have, I keep, try to keep high standards for myself, but like low standards for, not low standards, that's not the right word. Sounded a little hoity-toity over there. No, not just, no, 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 like I don't, like what Would I'm, you like to borrow my monocle real quick, man? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded, that's not what I meant. Not low standards. What I'm saying is like, I, I well, but by the way, we both know exactly what you're I saying. Know. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, what? Yeah. What? What? We know exactly saying? what you're trying to say. We know exactly what you're trying to say. But this is more fun. Yeah, no, it's way more fun. Yeah, and it made me question everything I just said. I was like, oh my god, am I? Do I sound like that? But I probably. But yeah, I I think uh, I try to, um, you know, like if I don't, I try to keep my expectations with people like not too high. I try not to put people on pedestals and stuff when I deal with them, so that. I feel like, you know, your expectations aren't too high. You realize that they're just people. They're going to make mistakes. Like, I try to, like, prepare myself for that. Like, hey, this person is going to disappoint me because they're a person. I'm going to disappoint them. But, like, I have to do better myself. But, Mm -hmm. like, for this person, if that's... I'm not saying, like, anyone can just treat you like shit. But, like, sometimes, you know, there might be something that someone does that might annoy you or whatever. And you kind of just have to be like, hey, that's just how they are. And, like... I try to figure out like is is the relationship important enough to me that I will like kind of just deal with that like it's not it's not going to be like oh I'll never deal with that person again because they do x y and z um but yeah with disappointment with myself um I try to just learn from it like if I you know I used to get like very very upset with myself like if I did something wrong or like you know um like uh, if I got like, even in school, like I used to freak out. Like if I got like a bad grade, were or you something. like a straight A student? I was in parts. I was in spurts. It was really weird. Like I was like, excuse me, I was like a straight A student in like sixth grade for some reason. <laughs> like in one grade, I got like straight A's, and then it started dipping as I started to care more about like social stuff and like 
all that shit. And then by eighth grade, it wasn't great. And uh, it was really it was really weird because I think my GPA was so high that by the time I was an eighth grader, I was still like getting I still like overall had like honor roll, but like it was dipping drastically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I did so well, like as a sixth grader, like I think I still was at the (laughs) award ceremony, even though I did not deserve. You know what I mean? Like I didn't feel like I was trending in that direction. And then high school, I was kind of lazy and stuff. And, and and I think I cared so much in middle school about stuff like <laughs> like if I got a bad grade like I would like cry and like I was it was just like the end of the world and I cared so much I stressed myself out so much by the time I was in high school I just was like burnt out <laughs> and so I just stopped giving a shit the only time it mattered by yeah. the way yeah. like as soon as it actually Nailed mattered sixth grade like, <laughs> yeah, sixth grade it's like, like look I don't know if you want to see my high school grades but I got some six sixth grade grades yeah. college so if you want to take a look at those man he put all his eggs <laughs> in the Oh my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then right when my future mattered, I was like, you know what? I just dropped the ball. Don't worry so. about my guy. Sixth grade, I'm gonna take us to the top. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so when you're disappointed in yourself, <laughs> you think back about the sixth grade, and it's yeah. all okay. Yeah. yeah. You always have sixth grade. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I was like, well, I was crushing it with friggin' algebra. I don't even know what you learned, and it probably wasn't even algebra. I don't even remember what we learned in sixth grade. No, al- algebra is more of like a ninth grade ninth thing. grade thing. Yeah. 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 I was sleeping. I was taking naps in class by ninth grade. Yeah. 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 You weren't doing algebra. No. No. That's why I don't know what it is now. Yeah. <laughs> I slept yeah. through it. Yeah. Is it Algebra is, is one of those. It used to be a sacred math. Ah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's also one of the things that Muslims don't get credit for that they invented. I think I did know that it came from that area of the yeah, world. Algebra. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The guy's name is Algebra. Oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Shout out to Hebrew. that guy. Yeah. Shout out to Algebra. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I liked it. And, and, and uh, so I think the way that we say it, we, what we were making fun of you for before, is that we don't hold people to our expectations for ourselves. Okay. People are allowed to have whatever standards and expectations for themselves that they have for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I can't hold anybody to what I do for myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or you could say, uh, I keep high standards for myself and low standards for other people. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Say it however you want to say it. Yeah, yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> yeah. But I find I don't get as dis- disappointed as easily, you know, because yeah. if I do that. And, uh, and I'm also, I also try to be much kinder to myself. Either that or I've just become apathetic or something. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm just like, you know, dude, it's all right. Um, you're not going to get everything perfect i'm definitely not i don't consider myself a perfectionist as much as i used to be um but yeah. i'm okay with that yeah i'm okay with and a lot of times those perfectionists are just like like people it, it's like we were just talking about this the other day when people say like oh i can't do certain i can't do sports because i'm too smart for my own good it's like you're not too smart you just get paralyzed within decision mm-hmm. right and like it's like the same thing uh, i'm sorry what was the thing that you said that made me say this uh, I was talking about uh, what was I talking? I'm now I'm, that he's I'm, not as much a perfectionist. Oh, I'm not a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of times, people who call themselves perfectionists are just people that throw fits when things don't go right. Right, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, and I and I think part of it too is like when I went, I've met people who are very, very, 
perfectionist or you know want things a certain way and and i was like whoa i can't that's not me like yeah. you guys got it that's you like i can't that's too much like i think when i maybe saw it on other people or something it was like Ugh, is that yeah. what i look like or something yeah. i don't know i was just like is that what i would look like yeah 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 that's what i would look like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, no, I totally get that. And we would consider that a gut chakra unlocked. Yes, yes, we would. Ace, keep it moving. All right, Manny, what have you learned from grief? This is the heart chakra. Heart chakra. Um, I So from grief, I think I've learned... <sighs> grief kind of makes me keep everything in perspective, like keep life in perspective. I think... Um, I don't know. We experienced a lot of like, um, I remember there was like a time from like sixth grade. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Sixth grade was a weird, it was such a weird fucking time. Like, I was like the best time ever. <laughs> I was, I was going through some things in sixth grade. It was a wild time. You were ascending um, to the top. I was ascending to the top and then there was a crash right after. It was meteor crash. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw if middle school was wild, but yeah, I remember in sixth grade I was riding high, getting good grades. Yeah. Actually, that was all I was doing though, because I wasn't like physically fit. I was a, I was a pretty chubby kid. Mm -hmm. I was eating like shit. I didn't really engage in like physical activity, but I had good grades. But I wasn't yeah. really good at anything else. Um, I don't. That was an aside. That has nothing to do with yeah. whatever I'm about to answer. But. Um, I'm trying to walk back your glory year. I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had other years that were pretty good too. Yeah, I, I mean. was, you know, but um, yeah, I, so when six, so sixth grade, no, was, I'm sorry. It was the end of fifth grade. That's when I started losing people in my family who like, they were, they're, they were my, like I lost two grandparents between, uh, so like my grandmother died at the end of um, fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And then a year and a half later, my grandfather died. Um, and then my dad's brother, my uncle died when I was like, right before I went into eighth grade. So like two years, we, we had like really sent like seminal people die. And even though they weren't, especially for my parents. So it was kind of like secondhand grief. Like I wasn't happy about it, but like yeah. they were huge people in my parents' lives who died. Um, so I think the first thing I learned when, when I was at that age was like, um, people die um, and it happens and um, so I don't know it was just one of those things where I was like okay at some point I'm gonna die and it kind of helps you keep life in perspective um, when you I actually this is gonna sound kind of weird but like in sixth I, grade <laughs> in, yeah back in sixth grade when I was getting straight A's no um, yeah there's something um cleansing about going to funerals and stuff and like um but again i've kind of experienced a lot of secondhand grief like mm. there's a i haven't had like you know very i'm trying to think if i've had someone like super super close to me like my parents are still alive all my siblings are alive um all my grandparents are dead though yeah. um but you oh, know what, what i mean yeah what about like a um you know like some like a lot of times Breakups can be pretty hard for people. Yeah. Have you ever had uh, a grief-inducing breakup or a friendship end? Um, I had like one pretty... I didn't date a whole... I didn't have... I had like one very serious girlfriend in like high school. And then at the end of high school, we dated until like the end of college. Mm -hmm. So that was like a breakup. So that was, you know... 
but it was my it was on my terms like I wanted to do it so it didn't honestly it didn't feel like how people are like oh my gosh like when so and so broke up with me that like broke my heart um, I almost feel lucky in that regard because it hasn't really I have I haven't had that many like girlfriends or relationships but like it's never really been. It's kind of if we've broken up, it's been kind of on my terms. Mm. So, I mean, there's still grief in the sense that you're leaving someone, but I also wanted to leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but, but like, I do think I have had experiences where you grow apart from friends. Like, there's grief in that. Yeah. Um, or you stop doing things. There's grief in that. Like, even if, you know, I'm trying to think of something I've stopped doing. Um, I don't know. Like, even if it's like, like, if I'm, like I, I like to run, but I'll do it in like, I feel like I'll be in spurts. Like sometimes I'll be really into it and then sometimes I'll get busy and I'll stop doing it. Yeah. Like sometimes there's just like grief and like, oh my God, like I used to do that. Like I'm not doing it as consistently yeah. or whatever. You're, I a mean, spurt You're a spurt guy. Yeah, I'm a spurt guy. I'm a, like, you know, <laughs> get straight A's in, in sixth grade, <laughs> bomb in, you know, yeah. seventh yeah. grade, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then, and then, uh, I, 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 so what would you say then you picked up from all these different types of grief? Um, I think part of it is just uh, life will end and so try to make the best of it and try to make the best of uh, being with people and um, because they're not going to be here forever you're not going to be here forever and it just kind of puts life in perspective of like what's important <laughs> you know I'm, I'm just laughing because when you said life will end that did not do anything to defend you against being a bad guy in a Disney cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Life will end. Especially if you come to my house and you are a rodent or some sort. Yeah. Yeah. You 100%. better not be enchanting. Yeah. <laughs> not in my house. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll consider that a heart chakra unlocked. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, Ace, keep it moving. All right, uh, Manny, what is a favorite lie that you have told or extra karmic points if it's still in rotation? Yeah, this is the throat chakra, by the way, and I'm really curious to see how someone with a law degree mm-hmm. answers this question. question. Um, well, technically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically wasn't a lie. Um, i trying to think of a... Um, what is a lie? Um, oh, <laughs> This was an interesting lie. So I remember watching it. This was like maybe six or seven years ago. And I was watching a TED talk and it was talking about how everyone lies and how frequently people lie. And they were saying it's like people lie like once every conversation or something like that, especially if they're talking to like strangers. And I was like, that's not true. Like, I don't do that. Like, I remember getting like really like indignant about it. And then literally, <laughs> you got indignant at a TED talk. I know. Yeah. As I slam my laptop down and just, yeah. Um, You're the man, man. Yeah, I have problems. I have a lot of problems. Um, but I remember like that day going to going going to a supermarket, and I had on uh, a Howard University T-shirt, and uh, my dad went to Howard, and uh, I did not, and he went there a long time ago. And I saw this, uh, there's another guy who was there, black guy around my age who was at the supermarket. And he was like, oh, you went to, you went to Howard. And uh, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, homie. <laughs> and he was like, what year? I was like, 
2011. I was just like <laughs> saying my year of when I graduated college and I was getting so nervous because I was like, I don't know how many questions. I think he was like asking about like teachers and I was like, I, I gotta, I gotta go, man. But uh, it's yeah. been, it's been, it's been real. But love catching up about Howard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love <laughs> catching up about Howard some other time. I think he almost, I think he asked me for, my, you know, what? he asked me for my email. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I like gave him like a, a fake email and like walked Maddie, out. Yeah. Howard.edu. <laughs> yeah, there's some guy getting emails from this guy all the time. Like, I know I saw you at the supermarket. Why aren't you responding? <laughs> That's a good lie if if you don't mind me asking what college did you go to i went to george mason in uh, northern virginia (laughs) which is like a very white school like to the west of of dc and in a lot of ways a better college i i don't know i mean it was it's it was an all right college i didn't do that great in high school so i don't know if i wouldn't know if i would even call it a better college to be honest because george mason yeah you might be thinking of like george washington you think, I'm thinking about the, you think I'm thinking about the first president, Maddie? You really think I'm thinking about the first president right now? No, I'm just saying the university is way better. Like, George Mason's not that great of a school. No offense, George Mason. I mean, you're fine, but George yeah. Washington's a much better school. And so I think people mix up George Mason with George Washington. I've never Washington. heard of George Washington really? University College. What is it? I don't know. It's a university. It's in D.C. Uh, but I'm, hey, look, if you want to yeah. say George Mason's is a good school, I'm not going to. I thought I'm it was gonna. a pretty good school, right, George? I'm not really that familiar with it. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. We went to the Final Four in 2006. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. And that we were just that was just a Cinderella story. So yeah. Um, but that but was a, lot, cool. a lot of those small Cinderella stories are typically good academic institutions. It, it was, like they're like liberal, small liberal arts colleges or whatever. Yeah, it was so it wasn't a liberal arts school. It was actually a huge public university in Virginia. Oh, that's all you had to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, it had nothing to do with Howard. It was so Howard's in D.C. George Mason is in Fairfax, Virginia, which is like twenty-five minutes west of that in, in Virginia. So you were still in Valor. Yeah. So like, yeah, be, because like then in the grand scheme of things, Howard would it be the more prestigious college. Yeah, and also just, I think at the time, I just really wanted to connect with this other black guy. <laughs> I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to feel that HBCU love, and I and I and I just I just took it. I took it from my dad's shirt. Well, um, let me ask you: Does that HBCU love feel good? It felt great. That's why I kept. That's why. That's why I kept lying. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 2011. I was just making up stuff, making up dorm names, whatever. Like, yeah, I was, uh, I was in Howard. I was in the Howard dorm. Yeah. You know, I was in all of them. I was in every dorm, man. I was, in, I was all up in it, man. That's. I don't know what I was even saying, but yeah, yeah, I was all up in that. He dorm was. Too. He looked very yeah, confused. I love dorms. Yeah. The dorms. Yeah, yeah the dorms, dorms were dope, bro. Love the dorms. And the classes. You see the classes and the professors. It was yeah, crazy. Man, those buildings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that is. Uh, definitely a throw shot, and, that, and that's yeah. still going around. By the way, he doesn't know. I never confessed <laughs> to that guy. <laughs> that I, I lied to that dude. It was the um, the what, what was that rest uh, grocery store? Fortieth and Market in West Philly, like University City. What the oh, hell? So he's walking around the city like thinking you at the, you can bump into him again. I could, exactly. Like I don't go to that grocery <laughs> yeah. store because of that. <laughs> yeah, like he's in Philly somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm still scared, but it's that lie is technically still going around. That's pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. It's currently in rotation. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. guys technically talked about basketball, so just letting you know. Yes. Oh my God. 
It took a while. It did. Do you talk about it every episode? No. Ansley keeps track of how long it takes for me and all of our black guests to talk about basketball. Oh, interesting. <laughs> that, that sounds very racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens every single time. <laughs> it's just an observation. I can't help it. I'm just like, Is it racist if it happens every single time? <laughs> You guys are doing you it. how late they are and how quickly it takes. <laughs> no, she's later than everybody. Like, she's, the, she's the reason for the lateness. I'm, I take the I take the blame for it. She's the reason for mm. it. Nice. Well, that's all good. But uh, that's so we funny, did though. talk about basketball. We did. we did. Yeah. George Mason, Final Four, 2006. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Throw out some stats. Yeah. Funny. That was like 41 minutes in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was deep. That was yeah. probably the, the record. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. 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 All right. Throw chakra unlocked. Ace, keep it moving. All right. So, Manny, now we're to the third eye chakra. So, we're out of the physical into the metaphysical. So, what is th- something that you've always thought of as separate, but as you've gotten older, you've learned that it's really the same? Um, separate, but... um, I think... This is... This is like from a rap lyric, I think, which is <laughs> a weird way to start this. But uh, like, this is a dumb one, but like love and hate, maybe. Like, I feel like they're different, but they're also similar in the sense that like it's a preoccupation with someone or something yeah. as opposed to like being apathetic to it completely. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like one and the same because you're like, passionately focused on something mm-hmm. um because like to hate it you have to um i think there was like a quote actually that like the opposite of love is not hate but it's like apathy or mm-hmm. something like that yeah yeah so um yeah i think uh yeah i would say that maybe yeah yeah, yeah that's an interesting take on it yeah i like it i like it yeah now is there is there a situation or is there something that made you made this revelation hit um yeah i knew you were gonna ask follow-up questions Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i was like i was thinking about that i was like do i have a specific example um yeah i think um i throughout my life like (laughs) like growing up like if i talk shit about somebody it's like ah but you kind of love them in a way because you're obsessed with them Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like if you're truly over it or truly over a situation or something like you wouldn't have to be as focused on them. Does it's definitely, mean, yeah, it's your you know emotional I mean? energy. Yeah. It's definitely being yeah. put into this situation yeah. or person or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So it sounds to me like this is uh, a, maybe a perception that you might've developed by your desire to not love your haters, not love your haters. Yeah. yeah. Just be, just <laughs> ignore them. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Or just like they don't even <laughs> exist. Yeah. Okay. And I had a lot of haters in sixth grade. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wanted to see me shine. So. <laughs> Can't stop a king from shining. <laughs> I run sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think, like that. Love, yeah. yeah. Love and hate. That's, um, I mean, we, we always say you can't, you can't hate something you don't love. Yeah, you know, and then so I just I've been I've been hearing this a lot too, uh, and we'll move on in a second. But I heard one of the Diaz brothers was talking about, and he, he's a MMA fighter uh, in the UFC, and he was talking about how you have to have a love and hate relationship with fighting. 
Like if you don't hate it, then you shouldn't be in there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have because in order to love it, you have to hate it. Which and what he's saying is, in order to love it, in order to get the most that you can out of it, you have to put your body through hell to do it. Mm, and okay. it's like, so if you don't hate it, that means you're not putting in the work necessary to love it. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, that's a. Yeah, I think anytime you're like, I, I think of that when it comes to like doing anything like work like i feel like a lot of times like if i'm writing something at work i will like hate what i'm writing like this is terrible this is so bad and i'm playing with it and i'm trying to figure it out uh i guess for those who don't know i'm a lawyer um and so like i'll be oh, i think we picked that up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to i made it past sixth grade ultimately yeah. i started getting better grades and uh went to howard and uh but, <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah i've noticed that like if if i'm writing something um at work or anything or in stand-up or something i'm really like focusing on something I will hate what I'm doing. Like I'm when I'm writing, I'm like, God, this this isn't working. This this sounds stupid. And so I'm just like focused on it, and I'm and I'm playing with it, and I'm editing it, and I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever written. And I'm just and I, but I won't stop playing with it, mm -hmm. and I'm wrestling with it. And I think the reason I'm doing that is because I actually do care about it. And I'm putting a lot of energy into it, and I'm trying to make it as good as possible. And it's usually when I really hate something that I've gotten like the best feedback mm. from it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, remember that thing I hated and I like questioned my very existence and how bad I am at everything like that actually ended up being a really good work product. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, you, I've never thought about that. Makes a lot of sense, though, mm -hmm. that like because like loving things and doing a good job on something doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Right. right? So yeah. it's like it's like recognizing it's that that hard work that's going to stress you out. Yeah. Is like part of it. Yeah. 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 And I haven't, I have not figured out a way to not to completely avoid. I mean, I think sometimes I might have stressed out too much in the past. Like I've gotten too anxious about stuff, but like I have, there still needs to be some type of tension. I, yeah. and I think what is the uh, pressure creates diamonds and stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. I think that's true yeah. when it comes to creating a good work product, um, whether it's, you know, at work for me or like at stand up, like yeah. just really trying to edit something and make it good you're gonna hate it like ah that sounds stupid like yeah i'm editing it i'm taking that out because that's stupid you have to like kind of hate it yeah. yeah yeah or like like with stand-up or competitions or whatever like i think well, like with competitions jujitsu a lot of times people are like do i even like to compete like why do i do this to mm -hmm. myself you have all those thoughts but there's something like like that love of it like pushes you to go through all of that and you yeah. know you wouldn't go through it if you didn't have that love yeah. in you yeah 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 what a beautiful moment. Yeah, yeah. Let's take it in. <laughs> I ended up being like a really deep unfolding answer. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah. I was really insecure about my answer in the beginning, but you guys helped make it a lot better. Dude, sixth grade all over again, dog. <laughs> 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 you gotta leave here with a sixth grade shine. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's definitely a third eye chakra unlocked. Awesome. All right. And, uh, oh, by the way, do you have time to stick around for the Patreon? I didn't even ask you that. I'm so yeah. Sorry. He did I'm before we were so late. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I got it. It's, it's midnight, yeah. so I got to get it. No, I'm just <laughs> No, definitely. I'm, I'm down yeah. for that. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All yeah. right. So, uh, Ansley, uh, last question. Keep it moving. Yes. Manny, we are to the crown chakra. Okay. It's a two-part question. 
So what is one thing you can't give up and why? And what would giving it up mean? That's a good question. Um, hmm. I think... I don't know if there's anything I want to say. We're good. Keep going. I, okay. I don't know if I, there's anything I want to say I couldn't give up. I Because... That sounds so final, like to say, like, oh, I could never give that up. Like, mm-hmm. I maybe my answer might be I would never want to give up the idea of being able to give stuff up. <laughs> I don't know if that's like I don't, I'm not trying to like skirt around the, the, yeah. the question, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like I, I want to never give up the possibility of giving things up. And there's something about like knowing that you could give something up that if you truly enjoy what you're doing, you don't give it up. Like, I think, um, Kind of like stand up, like I in my mind, I'm like, I could stop this at any time. But the fact that I'm doing it gives me like um, it feels like I'm taking ownership, like I'm choosing this every time I do this. And mm-hmm. there's something about knowing that I can give it up. And I, I there could be a world in which I do give it up and I'm still choosing not to that kind of empowers me. Um, and I yeah, I, I think that's true with all types of things. Hmm. I don't know. Does that make any sense? I don't know. Yeah, well, you're the lawyer. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I would believe you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, well, yeah, if you, you, you look at it from, I mean, you're it just like accomplishing being a lawyer from the outside looking in. We know it to be a, dip, a difficult, laborious process where you're 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 going to learn how to be a lawyer then you got to pass the bar and then you got to I don't know you got to apprentice as a lawyer at first I don't even know how that works <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean yeah i mean you jump straight into lawyering they they do they throw you in there yeah. I, I remember the first case i got i was like yo we need to get a lawyer on this shit <laughs> <laughs> i can't yeah but it seems like a like a hard thing you know what i mean so the idea of so when you look at like somebody say um yeah, yeah, well, I try not to give up. I try not to look at, I try not to ever give up the idea of giving up things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, he's a lawyer, so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, so yeah, I, I guess don't I know. I mean, people doing do, that? yeah, people do assume because you're a lawyer, you know what you're talking about, which is exactly. not true yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, it is not true even in the slightest. I mean, I definitely feel like I'm a, an absolute imposter, but I do try to, if people assume that, I'll play off of that but like I don't I don't think that I'm like I don't know what the fuck I'm yeah. talking about well you also like you seem like a well like you seem like you have balance in your life right like you're know. not putting all your eggs in one basket and that's been something that some comedians that have been in here have talked about like mm-hmm. you know like your whole life can't be stand up because then oh, if yeah. it crumbles like or like anything right like yeah. if that one thing is taken away from you you like your whole everything collapses in on itself right yeah so like I feel like it's along those lines of like, it seems like you have some balance in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely try to have balance. I mean, I have a few things that I'm really into, but I I try not to just have it be everything like stand up isn't I love stand up. And uh, I I mean, it's just I I could talk about it forever, as you probably know. Um, But um, but I still want to be able to have other things in my life and just make sure that if I bomb or whatever on a set, it's not going to ruin my very identity of who I am as a person, you know, yeah. try to just, yeah. and, and I also started stand up late. So like, I think I was able to have that balance. I think if I was started when I was much younger, like in my early twenties, I started when I was 30. 
So yeah. if I started when I was 20, I mean, I, I know for a fact I wouldn't have the same type of perspective. You just can't have it. You have to kind of live life, or at least I did. Um, but, um, well, but yeah. let, let me ask you this then. There, are, there, are there any identity things that you feel like you couldn't give up? And I'll give an example of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm a natural coach. And mm-hmm. that is a very large part of my identity, like being able to help people mm-hmm. like move past like a frustration or a problem and then reach a goal. Like I'm I'm very into that. And I don't think I'd ever be able to give up that part of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. is there anything like that that you feel like you wouldn't be able to give up? Um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of a broad answer, but I think um, communicating with people like I think um the reason why I like being a lawyer, I like doing stand-up is because I'm communicating with people and I'm persuading people, whether it's like persuading a, a judge to rule a certain way or I'm persuading 50 drunk strangers to laugh at this punchline about whatever, like Rice Krispie treats or whatever I'm talking about. Like, I, I like the idea of like effectively communicating. I also like teaching too. Mm-hmm. Like I've always, I've thought like maybe, you know, at some point, you know, it'd be kind of dope to be like a teacher too, like a, like a academically, um, you know, um, I don't know if my grades were good enough in law school to do that, but, um, you know, you never know. Yeah, but you are a lawyer, so you could do it. Yeah, maybe. You just say, I am a lawyer. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, yeah. I'm a lawyer, listen <laughs> to me. I was like, what do you want to teach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I like, I like presenting ideas and my thoughts on things and teaching people, so... Um, I consider those my strengths and I it would be hard to never do anything that touches on those um, uh, what I consider strengths or passions or whatever you want to call them. Okay. So, yeah, it'd be hard to give that Fair up. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Manny, that's it. How do you feel, man? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So we're going to jump into. God damn it. I don't even think I mentioned next in line comedy. <laughs> I didn't even promote your stuff. It's all good. Yeah. You, you can promote it now. We'll do it at the back. We'll do it in the promo. Yeah. 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 We got we got this. Okay. We all got right. this. Awesome. We got this. So oh, yeah. check out uh Manny does really cool stand-up shows. He works with Next in Line Comedy. They do shows all over Philly right now, or you guys have yeah. a standard location? Uh we're all over Philly. Mostly yeah. uh yeah, Victoria the Victoria Freehouse in Old City, Frankie Bradley's in Center City. And tattooed moms on South Street. Dude, just a great audiences, great vibe. I I recommend checking it out if you just want to have a great time. And uh, also check out our Patreon. One dollar gets you all of our exclusive content. And we are definitely going to get some of our fight commentary and analysis of Ansley's jujitsu matches, including her world championship winning run. Yes. You know, we'll get that. As well as uh, you will be getting the counter to this podcast that you're watching right now, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, where we open up the, where we enlighten our guest's shadow self and open up their dark shadow chakras. That's yes. how I wanted to say that. Okay. And uh, anyway, so thank you guys for listening slash watching. We love all you guys and we are out. See ya. Two Jack Bros. Two Jack Bros.